I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. At what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches. Welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we chat about spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockhart. I'm the head witch over here at Moonstone Witchery. And you can find me on Instagram over at um, Moonstone underscore witchery. You can find me on my website, moonstonewitchery.com. And I do have a Facebook group. It's called Moonstone Witchery. Um, and it's an awesome little group where we're exchanging fun spiritual conversations. So if you would like to join, go ahead and search it up in Facebook and um, I'll get you approved in that group. So today we're going to talk about how to access our guides, how to connect to the divine presence around us, how to establish communication with our guides, our guardian angels, maybe even our higher self, just the energy fields around us. I get a lot of queries, especially when I make posts discussing my work as a um, psychic intuitive medium. Um, I get a lot of queries about this, which is why I thought it might be helpful to just kind of consolidate the content and put it out there for you um, so that you can start to practice on your own. My favorite way of communicating with my guides is, well, when I'm in communication with my guides with intentionality and purpose, I tend to do it um, in a very specific way. I will light a candle, I will grab my favorite crystals to hold for divine communication, and I will ground myself and connect to the energy of all that is. And I'll chat with you about specifically what that process looks like for me in a moment. But I want to start, as I usually do, with a little preamble slash like tangent slash side note scenario, um, because I know that with this idea of being in communication with the divine presence around us, there's a lot of hangups and a lot of um, people feeling as if maybe like they don't have that skill. There's a lot of belief around, so many different beliefs. There's fear. There's like, is it okay? Is it allowed? Like, oh my gosh. Um, Then there's this whole like kind of interesting thing that happens where people view those of us who are, you know, putting ourselves out there and owning the word intuitive or channel or psychic or medium or whatever word works. We get viewed as other somehow. We get viewed as if we are... um, some like mystical creatures that have some skill that is otherworldly or somehow not accessible to everybody. And I know a lot of mediums and intuitives kind of like that because it kind of bolsters their ego a little bit, makes them feel as if they are somehow special or 
maybe they even buy into it. Like maybe they're even like, yeah, that's right. I am special or whatever. <laughs> For me, I ego is not my thing. I don't like hierarchy in any capacity whatsoever. Um, I don't like the word ascending or ascension for that reason. I don't like the words enlightenment. Um, my whole belief system is like we each are here for a reason um, that lies within us, not that's preordained by some external force, but we're each here for some kind of reason. And just because my path might be more spiritual doesn't make me inherently better than anybody else. Um, a surgeon's path is more medicinal and they are offering a very valuable contribution to society, right? Like, I I don't see a spiritually gifted person or somebody who's even focused on spirituality as being in, in any way better than anybody else. I just think that some of us just kind of maybe we're born with more awareness around what it is that we want to pursue versus others. But that doesn't mean that just because I can sit here and pop into a different realm to chat with my guides and pop back that I'm somehow, quote, more advanced than somebody else. And so I think that the idea of anyone being more than anyone else is going to really hinder a lot of people's growth. And the way that it hinders um, kind of like baby witches or people who are new to spirituality or, or whatever words you want to use is that they believe that they can't have this like magical thing. And I'm here to be like, no, you totally can. Like you absolutely are able and capable of doing all of the things that, you know, myself or other intuitives can do. And if you run into an intuitive who is somehow telling you that that's not the case, well, just proceed with awareness that they have a lot of ego around themselves. That doesn't make them bad either. It just... I want you to know that when they are sharing their messages, their messages are being filtered through their own ego as well. Again, but even somebody with a lot of ego can be a very like effective channel. It's just, I want you to have that awareness about it. I mean, my chiropractor was telling me the other day that she was watching a video where some guy, I guess, was making predictions or I don't know what he was doing. He was talking about the state of the world. And she said that he had said he he's on the 16th level of ascension or, or something like that. And she goes, can you believe that? What does that even mean? And I said, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I don't know what it means. How would anyone know what level they're on? I, I just, to me, I'm just like, if if the spiritual forces of the universe are like graduating us from one level to another, then something is up. And that means that like the universe is running on like what, like a capitalist system of, of worth and value. Nothing seems more inaccurate to me than that. So like, you know, put yourself at whatever level you want. If there's levels, I'm gonna take level zero because I don't want to like assume that I know anything. See, I'd, I'd rather come at it and be like, okay, um, I'm going to go into this like as if I'm at the beginning level because my preferred way of existing in the world is like with like unending and limitless curiosity. I want to assume that I don't know anything so that I can learn everything. You know what I mean? Like because every time you approach a topic like that, there's so many more levels and there's so much depth. If I go into something thinking that I know all about it, I'm going to miss a bunch of stuff that is like, maybe really obvious or right in front of my face because I'm already believing my own bullshit, you know, and <laughs> like thinking, oh, I'm about this. I'm not, uh, that's not my thing. That's not my jam. Um, 
think of yourself like the fool card in tarot. The fool card is the person who is just like entering on a beginning of a journey and like eyes wide open, full of innocence and acceptance. And I would rather be there than thinking I'm like ascended and then (laughs) missing a lot of amazing gifts that are all around me. Okay. So my point here is number one, if you run into spiritual leaders who are telling you that they are like so super woke and like on some amazing level and plane of existence and whatever, just like take it with a grain of salt. Like still go ahead and listen if you want to, but like just take it with a grain of salt. But number two, if you yourself are like, there's me and then there's people who can do amazing things. I want you to be like, well, if you're aware of people who can do amazing things, that means that you are capable of doing amazing things as well. Um, and I always tell people this one thing I'm about to say, and I, I can watch it not register the way I want it to. So like, please listen to this sentence and try to let it register with you, okay? <clears throat> if you are interested in something, If you want to do something, if you have envy or like jealousy around something somebody else can do, it is because, now here's the part I want you to listen to, it is because you are able to do it as well, okay? Like let's like, let's like let that happen. Let's like let that sink in for a second. If you're interested in something, it's because it lives within you and it like is speaking to you, it's like whispering to your soul. It's like, hey. Hey, aren't psychics cool? Hey, isn't it cool when you can communicate with like angels and stuff? Wouldn't it be amazing if like we could do that too? Like, hey, aren't intuitives amazing? Don't you wish you could talk to your guides? And like that little whispery voice that's making it look like something external to you is happening is actually talking to you about yourself. I mean, we can get real deep and real weird with philosophy here and be like, I can say to you, there is no other than you. Like there is nothing external to you. There is nothing that anyone else can do that you can't do. There, there is no other. Everything you're interacting with is just you interacting with yourself. It's like your own experience bouncing back onto you. But we're not going to have that whole conversation right now. But I want to say this to you. If you are interested in something, it's because there is a part of you inside that recognizes itself out in the world. Do you see what I'm saying? If if the part of you inside that's like wanting to wake up and wanting to be present sees a bunch of psychic intuitives out there and is like, whoa, oh my God, it's because it's recognizing something within itself. And it's like, I want to do that. But what, but you're so used to not believing in yourself or not thinking that you're special or that you're capable or that you are inherently this divine, beautiful being that you are. You're so used to not seeing yourself in that way that you pursue it externally to yourself. And what I want to say to you is like, oh my God, if you have an interest in it, that means it lives in you. Like there is a reason I am not interested in like math. It's not because I don't see the value in it. It's because like I missed all the math energy like within my soul. Like they just loaded me up with a bunch of like talks to dead people and like intuition and like trauma. And they were like, oh, guess there's no more room for math. So that's why I've never like watched like a beautiful mind and been like, oh my God, I wish I could do that. <laughs> that's like not a thing. So I know I don't have any math in me like whispering to me about who I'm supposed to be. But if you have an interest in something, that is your soul telling you that you have it too. And I will stop saying it over and over again at this point, but please try to believe me. Okay. <clears throat> that said, let's get back to it. So as somebody who 
you know, I grew up and when I was little, I talk about this frequently, I can always still see the angels. I can remember what it feels like, you guys, on the other side. Like before I was born, I remember how it feels. I don't know what it looks like, but it's just this like feeling where you close your eyes and you feel warm, just like loved. Like whatever you might imagine what it feels like to be a baby and to have your mother like holding you and you feel so safe and like that warm and it's like red and gold and beautiful. That is what the other side felt like. And I could remember it so vividly as a child wishing I could just go back to it. I remember waking up here and being like, oh my God, what have I done? done like why am I here again and like the more I live here and the more like things go crazy sideways as they are now the more I'm like looking at my guides I'm like Jim in the office I'm like like stare at the camera like what are y'all thinking like what is happening why are we here right now I do not get it but here we are um also side note little minor thing of, of mine that I love how everyone's like this is my last life. I'm not incarnating again. I'm positive. Like I had a talk with my soul or like some energy healer told me like I'm, I'm basically done incarnating and I want to be like, okay, right? No offense, like hate to burst this bubble, but the higher up you get, if we're going to go ahead and do it in like ranking or whatever people like to do, the more woke you are, the more likely you are to come back because this place is needing some support. <laughs> like We're all here on some kind of like help mission to like r- ramp up the energy here. So if you're saying a sentence like that, like I would kind of maybe just rethink that a little bit. Okay. So when I was little, I was like very aware of what was going on and I would always sort of talk to the angels that I could see until I found out that not everybody could see them. And gosh, I hate this thing, but it's like because this whole realm we're in is basically like a holographic or we're all kind of communally buying into a certain reality, right? And this is, again, this this belongs in that weird philosophy podcast that apparently I need to record. But because we're all communally agreeing upon what reality looks like, when someone says to you, "Mm, angels in your bedroom, mm, that's not really part of the agreed upon reality, then they vanish, you're like, oh, it's not, not everybody's doing that. Oh my God. And it, and you become self-conscious, which is by the way, not bad. It's another form of self-awareness. And all of childhood is about learning to have self-awareness to, to one degree or another. Like I am this person, I am this body. This is like my identity in this lifetime, et cetera. When you become self-conscious, there's that almost animalistic sort of biological like physical tangible reality need within us to like fit in and to be part of the pack or the herd for like survival purposes and so when someone says something to you and they're like uh no we don't know what you're talking about your physical body's like oh turn turn that off and so I lost my angels for a little while I mean I could still communicate with them but I couldn't see them the way that I could as a child anymore um So when I would try to establish connection to the divine, I had a whole bunch of things that I would do. Now, I'm going to tell you like signs and symptoms that you are already intuitive. You sort of just kind of know things. And by the way, I have a YouTube video about this. I think I have a YouTube video about this. (laughs) If I don't, I'll make one. I don't remember if my YouTube video is like signs you are an empath. I know I have ones that signs you are a witch. Maybe I should do one about being an intuitive. Well, whatever. So signs you are an intuitive. You kind of tend to know things about people. Um, You get vibes about people. 
um, you kind of can sort of interact with someone and you just know, you know, I remember walking by this guy in the mall when I was young and I just knew he had murdered somebody once. And I mean, this story doesn't end spectacularly. It's not like then he turned around and there was a wanted poster of his face next to him. And I was right. Like, I never I don't know what happened with him. But (laughs) this overwhelming thing slammed into me. and It was like, warning, warning, protection. Get away from that guy. He's like a murderer. And I was like, all right, you don't need to tell me there are the ones. And I like peaced out. But so you'll be around someone you'll just kind of know, you know, you'll just sort of pick up on it. Um, you Maybe you have dreams that are very informative to you in some way or another. Um, you can feel what someone else is feeling. You can, you have this wisdom that like sort of flashes through you and you're just, you just find yourself saying things and you're like, wow, yeah, that's like really good. Or you're like the friend that people come to when they want advice or want someone to talk to or someone to like hold the space for them or someone to hold their secrets. Um, you are drawn to spiritual things. You're drawn to crystals. You're drawn to card readings. You're drawn to intuitives. You're drawn to witchcraft. You're drawn to anything kind of innately magical or spiritual, even if you feel bad about it. I almost want to say even especially if you feel bad about it. <clears throat> realizing you're intuitively gifted is kind of like coming out of the closet in a way it's this thing that's always been there and perhaps you try to ignore it or downplay it or not engage with it because you feel self-conscious or strange about it but it's kind of very present and always there I mean you can live a whole life not engaging with it and not actually ever reaching the levels of happiness that you could otherwise have I mean y'all I was married to a man for 11 years, which is a long time. Um, now, for the last six of those years, he and I were both like, oh, she's gay, right? Like, we, we knew it. But what I'm saying is, is like you can engage with the world as somebody other than who you really are. Or you can say, all right, I'm just going to like low key, like secretly figure this out, maybe baby steps, like one thing at a time. So if you're drawn to intuition, if you're drawn to readings, if you're drawn to wanting to communicate with guides and guardian angels, or if you think those people are like amazing and wish you could do it too, well, welcome to the podcast today because we're going to chat about how can you yourself do this, all right? So when I teach witchcraft, and you guys, I miss the pre-COVID world. I had the coolest class going. It's called Witchcraft Academy, Moonstone Witchery, Witchcraft Academy. And I got to teach witches how to witch, and I miss it. Um, But the very first thing I always teach in witchcraft school is protection magic and grounding magic. Um, And I also always teach everyone, like, only work on yourself at first. But The reason for grounding and protection magic is because you are still a physical human body, so that body needs to be grounded if it's going to do some spiritual stuff. Protection magic is to allow yourself to, and I don't even need the word magic, just protective work, is, is established to allow yourself to go to that spiritual place in your tangible body um, and to not leave it like open to danger. Now, I don't really feel like there's like, evil ghosts and whatever like looming around just waiting for you to like transcend into a meditative connected state so they can like hop on into your body but you never know I guess I mean it's always better to protect yourself 
than it is to not. So if you're going to try to intentionally establish connection with the divine, with your guides, with your guardian angels, with your higher self, I want you to ground yourself and I want you to say words that indicate who are you connecting to. And I also want you to say words that indicate who you are not connecting to. So what I mean by that is like when you ground yourself or when you're trying to connect in some kind of meditative state, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to connect down to the earth first and then you can go ahead and establish a connection up to the universe or the atmosphere or the spiritual realm or whatever words you like. I don't want you doing spiritual connection first because then you're like an ungrounded like, I don't know, outlet. (laughs) source of energy like you know how you need to have like the big outlets in your wall be grounded um I don't know much more about that but (laughs) that's for a reason that's because otherwise the energy can overload them and cause issues sparking or whatever if you're not grounded down to the earth uh your body can like short circuit and overwhelm and It can be too much and it's not like it's going to harm you. What it's going to do is it's going to drain you. You are going to be exhausted because you are a physical vessel. You are a body that exists in the world. You are not only a physical vessel, but you are partially a physical vessel. Okay, so ground your body. You can do that by like holding hematite, standing barefoot on the earth, meditating for a while, sitting in the grass. Um, even just powerful visualization of yourself being connected. I'd love to connect through a, a column of light and energy. I like to connect down to the center of the earth and I ask it to anchor me. Um, people are afraid of grounding because they think it's going to remove their gifts. Grounding allows your gifts to be stronger. Almost everything is kind of ends up being the opposite of what you think it is. So grounding actually makes you a more powerful channel, okay? And then you'll connect up to all that is, whatever works for you. Through I like to do it through another column of light and energy, but I also like to hold crystals that are of a higher vibrational field because they allow me to connect. See, crystals are resonating at certain vibrational pathways. And when you hold a crystal and you say to it, all right, help me, I want to I want to do what you're doing. What happens is the crystal starts to resonate your energy field to that energy field. And this is why crystals work. And so, I always hold crystals when I'm really intensely doing a reading or connecting. Um, I have a set of crystals like that I kind of rotate through for this and you can go ahead and write these down or honestly, I'm just going to post, I think I'm just going to post a bag of divine communication crystals with this podcast because that way you can be supported in um, connecting if if that speaks to you. Crystals that I like to use for divine communication, my very first crystal I ever held for professional readings was blue kyanite. I love blue kyanite. I love to use blue kyanite for connection. It's so powerful and beautiful. Um, Celestite also works amazingly. Amethyst, of course. Selenite is like a powerhouse crystal. It's like my go-to for everything. Labradorite is amazing for divine communication. And then I always have like a snowflake obsidian or if you can um, tolerate hematite, that's a nice one too. Um, Black onyx or black kyanite or I'm missing another one. Any kind of black stone. 
that will protect you, okay? Snowflake obsidian is nice for me because it's not too heavy. Um, I get very overwhelmed by grounding crystals. I cannot even really touch hematite. It's just so strong for me um, because I'm kind of tending to exist up and, and out of my body more than I am in my body, and it and it drags me so heavy down. Um, it's it's challenging for me, but it's very powerful. So I'll post these somewhere so you can get your hands on some crystals if you if you need them. But anyway, I hold a crystal um, and I intentionally light a candle. Now, when I'm lighting my candle, I'm talking to it and I'm saying, I light this candle to call in my divine guidance. I light this candle to bring forth my higher self, my guardian angels, my guides of the highest light and love. And you'll notice I'm saying my guides of the highest light and love, divine guidance, angels, etc. I'm talking to the candle about who I want to talk to. I'm saying to the candle, hey, um, these are the people I'm currently calling on my like energy spirit phone and I don't want to talk to anybody else right now. And I want you to do this with any form of divination that you ever do. I want you to establish like who are you trying to talk to and then you can say who are you not trying to talk to. So um, you can go, you know, no energies that are like negative, harmful, or lower vibrational may exist in my space right now. Or like, I don't want to hear from any earthbound spirits. I don't want to hear from any negative energies. I don't want to hear from any ne- energies that are harmful to me. I only want to talk to my guides, or I only want to talk to my guides and my guardian angels and my higher self, or whatever it is. <clears throat> so you establish that. And then what you do, and this is the hardest part, you trust and believe the information you receive. I know that doesn't sound hard, (laughs) but it really is. And that's because of that programming I was talking about that we all carry within ourselves where it's like, oh, I'm not this magical special creature. Um, I don't know that I can do this. How do I know it's not just my thoughts versus like the information I'm receiving, which leads me to my next topic. How do I know it's not just my thoughts versus information I'm receiving? So your guides are going to communicate with you very much in the same way that your thoughts are going to think things at you. So it takes a little bit of discernment to be like, oh, this is my guides talking to me versus, oh, these are just my random thoughts. At first, while you're practicing, you might not know whether it's just your thoughts or your guides whispering to you, and that's okay. I'm going to say it again. You might not know whether it's your guides or your own thoughts whispering to you, and that is okay. The only way you're going to start to figure it out and discern which is what is if you start to practice and to do it and to become really good at sitting in that space and reaching out to the divine presence of all that is and being willing to receive messages on your own behalf or for others. You're not going to develop this skill where you are able to hear something in your mind and go, oh, right, that's my guide versus like, oh, I'm just thinking about like, bananas I don't know why I said bananas but you know what I mean like you're not going to know at first and the only way you get to know is by like trusting yourself so I teach a workshop called divine communication and in that workshop the most important thing I teach is what if it's true this is just a fun little phrase for you to ask yourself and why am I saying that like what do I mean by that Now, if we were in a real class, I would pause there and I would force you guys to sit in silence until one of you told me what you think I'm trying to say when I say, 
ask yourself, what if it's true? But since we're in a podcast, I won't do the long silence. (laughs) I'll just like elaborate. I offer you the sentence or the question, I guess, what if it's true? Because I want you to become aware of the ways in which you doubt yourself and don't believe yourself. See, so many of us wish for our worldview to be true. We wish to be able to communicate with the divine. We wish for it to be possible. We wish that our guardian angels were with us. We wish we could access them. But once we start to hear them or once we start to have these psychic experiences, we kind of doubt our own selves and we undermine our own selves and we seek out ways in which it's not true. We seek to make ourselves wrong. And this is partially because we're afraid of our own power, but it's also partially because we've not ever been used to believing in ourselves or in seeing ourselves as something magical and special. And it's also because we just aren't used to loving ourselves enough to trust ourselves And that's powerful right there. That's like painful. And if you're just realizing that you don't love yourself enough to trust yourself and that kind of like smacked you in your chest a little bit, just take a breath. Like, oh, because that can hurt. But this is why I'm always saying witchcraft is self-work. Because once you have that realization like, oh, shit, I don't trust myself enough to believe myself. Like, first of all, let's cry our tears about that. But second of all, what do we need to do in order to learn to trust and love ourselves that much and in that way? Sometimes we're like hoping people in the world will see us as special or see us as trustworthy. And then I have to say to you, like, are you seeing yourself as special and trustworthy? And it's okay if you're not. But once you realize that you're not, you can go ahead and change that. Awareness is the first step to change, y'all. So if you're aware that it's hard for you to trust and believe yourself, then guess what? You get to work on that. And the way that you get to work on it is by doing it, okay? So when you go into this state and you hold your crystals and you light your candle and you ground yourself and connect up to the divine and you say, I want to speak to my guides or my guardian angels, when you do all these things and you start to hear thoughts in your mind or see visions or get information delivered to you, I want you to say, okay, what if this is true? Because the first thing that's going to kick on is your defense mechanism of self-doubt. And that's fine, but it's not where we're trying to live right now. So if self-doubt starts to kick in, you just go, okay, I hear you self-doubt, but what if it is true though? Like what if this message is accurate? What if I am this thing? Or what if I do know that thing? Or whatever it might be, what if it's true? I want you to seek to prove yourself right. I want you to seek to find the ways in which you are beautiful, magnificent, this amazing creature in the world. I want you to seek to uplift yourself, believe yourself, trust yourself, like get into your own heart space and love it up and allow it to be true. I want you to seek to be all the things that you wish you could be because you can't wish that you are those things unless you are them inside. So you don't have to prove it because you already are it. The only person you're proving anything to is yourself and your own mind that's just like afraid of being wrong or afraid of being not right, which is the same thing. Or like that holds that like imposter syndrome thing or just is not used to loving yourself unconditionally. So saying what if it's true and seeking to love yourself and seeking to believe yourself is is really one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself. And it's really one of the most important things you can do when you are developing your spiritual gift and your ability to connect and to communicate with the divine. So what if it's true? 
you can start to prove yourself right by journaling. So you're going to talk to your guides, you're going to communicate, and then you're going to write down all the messages you received. And you're just going to keep it moving, go about your business and like consult with your journal or your list or whatever at, from time to time just to watch as it all unfolds as it will. Okay. And when you start to get really brave, you can start to like read situations for other people and you can watch as those situations are true. And that's really confidence building. But I don't want you to start with reading for others until you're a little bit more comfortable reading for yourself. All right. And another thing that I like to do, and especially if people are nervous about the energy fields, um, you can invoke a deity. You can call forth like Archangel Michael and say like, hey, Archangel Michael, will you like create a safe barrier around me where I can just be in the energy realm and nothing negative or harmful or like lower vibrational or whatever words you like can enter into my space Protect me, keep me safe while I try to communicate with my guides and my guardian angels. Sorry, and eliminate the word try while I communicate with my guides and my guardian angels because try is like whatever Yoda said, do or do not, there is no try. Um, I want you to believe yourself by changing your language. I don't want you to say while I try. I want you to say while I do it. Um, And then Archangel Michael loves to help and he exists outside of space and time. So he's available to all of us all the time and he will make a little nice little room for you. I actually have like an energy room where I do all my readings in and it's really cool. It's like this very boho vibe and I invite in my guides and my highest self and the guides and the highest self of whomever I'm reading into this safe sacred space that I create and you can do that too. You can create like a nice little energy room for yourself to do your readings or to talk to your guides. Um, You can use a guided meditation for this. Just go ahead and ground yourself down and up first. Hold your crystals in your hand and see where the guided meditation takes you. If you are asking your guides for a name, I want you to just trust whatever name they give you. Don't overthink it because they're going to give you a name that works with you. They're going to give you a name that is within your like language or your belief system or whatever works for you. I don't really think they probably have names. You know what I mean? Like the, or whatever name they have, like we probably can't understand, but they're going to make themselves accessible to you. Your guides are going to speak to you in your own language. Another way of communicating with your guides and your guardian angels if you don't feel ready to like light a candle and hop into a meditative state to sort of call them forth is to just ask them for signs. Um, It's a fun thing to do. You can say, you know, hey, if I have guides or guardian angels, please send me and then just think of anything you want. Like I want to see like heart-shaped rocks or I want to find feathers or heads up pennies or send me a sign and and let me know that I know what it is when it happens um, or you could li- hear certain songs. Have you ever noticed that like sometimes like the perfect song will come on the radio and it will like answer your question? That's a real thing. These are how your guides are talking to you all the time. Um, you know, like I said, I teach a whole class called Divine Communication about this topic. So there is seven weeks worth of information that I'm trying to consolidate into like a 45 minute or less podcast episode for you. But I want you to visualize for yourself, like if you were your own guide and you had to communicate messages to you, like what would you do? Because I guarantee you that whatever your answer is, that's what your guides are already doing. Your guides are always in communication with you. They never leave your side. They never stop loving you or talking to you or sending you information. 
It's always just a matter of whether or not you're picking up what they're putting down. Are you believing what they're saying to you? Are you registering it? Do you ever choose your own intuition over your logic mind? I mean, if you want to advance quickly spiritually, choose your own intuition over everything else. I like to have my um, I, <laughs> my clients who are working with me one-on-one to develop their psychic gifts, their assignment that I give them usually is, you are no longer allowed to think. <laughs> so what does that mean? That means like your thoughts are not invited to this party because usually they're full of self-doubt and sabotage. Your thoughts are not invited to this party. I want you to do every single thing you can through your intuition and your intuition alone. So that requires you to locate where your intuition lives in your body. What does your intuition feel like? And then like, I want everything to be your intuition. I want when you're getting dressed in the morning, I don't want you to think about it. I want you to wear what your intuition tells you to wear. I want you to eat what your intuition tells you to eat. I want you to drive to work the way your intuition tells you to drive to work. Or I guess since we're all like not driving anywhere at this point, working from home, I guess, then you know, walk to your living room the way your intuition tells you to. Whatever the case may be, intuition is going to level up your divine communication skills like nothing else. The more you can trust it, the more you um, advance on that weird ascension ladder to get to level 16 faster, (laughs) whatever it might be. But I'm serious. No, if you can listen to your intuition, you've got it made. You are like, it's your intuition is this antenna to like the divine. It's like got its finger on the pulse of what's going on energetically. So listen to it and trust it as much as you possibly can. And I want you to remember this last thing before I overload you with way too much information for one podcast. I want you to know that you are not listening to a radio. Okay. This sounds weird, right? But It's not as if like your guides are just like a radio show that you're listening to. No, you actually have like a walkie-talkie and they have the other walkie-talkie and you guys are talking to each other. You are in a conversation with your higher self, your spirit guides, your guardian angels, with God and whatever deities you, you love to like work with. You are in a conversation with them all the time. It is a two-way conversation. It is not a radio station. So that means that like you can ask for help and you should. You can ask for input. You can ask for signs. You can tell the universe what you want to have happen and ask to receive it. You are able to put out there your side of the dialogue. Okay? So I want you to feel empowered to do that. And I want you to just listen to your intuition, to trust yourself. And I most importantly, please, I want you to love yourself enough to know that you are a magical spiritual creature who is capable of doing anything and everything that she wants to do. Um, and I, or he, and I want you or they to love yourself enough to like allow that to at least just be possible. Because that's going to make all the difference in your life, not just for spiritual communication, but really for every and anything that you want to do in your life. Just love yourself enough to believe that you can do it because you totally can. You can't want something if it doesn't belong to you. So I hope this was some helpful information. I know it's a lot. Feel free to like 
rewind it, get out a notebook. Um, if any of you are working with any of the skills that we talked about today, I want you to please go ahead and message me and tell me how it's going. Um, if you have any questions, I'm always around to answer them. You can reach me a multitude of ways. You can um, PM me on Instagram, you know, moonstone underscore witchery. I do respond to messages that I receive there. You can email me through my website, moonstonewitchery.com. I am going to post a link up because I already created this bag a while back. I'm just going to revive it. Um, I'm going to post a divine communication crystal bag uh, for you to purchase if you want to have them all at once so that you can hold them while you're working on this skill for yourself. And you can find me on Facebook in the um, Facebook group Moonstone Witchery. I have other social media links, but I'm like not present in them at the moment. So I'll just leave it at that. But I would love to hear from you. Um, oh, and you can email me. I'm at headwitch at moonstonewitchery.com. Headwitch, all one word, at moonstonewitchery.com. So if you have questions, comments, or if thoughts on upcoming podcasts, if like something I said here kind of made sense but didn't make a lot of sense, or whatever it might be, I do love to hear from you and I will respond to you at some point. So reach out if you need to. Thank you for listening. Find me online. And I'm looking forward to being back next week with more wonderful witchy topics of spirituality. Have a great week.